This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, Reality Cray Cray listeners. I have important news. Come August 1st, we will be publishing new episodes of 90 Day Fiancé Cray Cray only to our 90 Day Fiancé Cray Cray podcast. Don't worry. Don't freak out. It's still free. You can go in your podcast app right now and just type in 90 Day Fiancé Cray Cray and hit subscribe. It's free. Free podcast. We're just going to be publishing only to that feed from now on. It's a really long story why we got to publishing the same podcast on two different podcast feeds. I won't bore you with the details, but from now on, we will only be publishing the new episodes on 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. So we'll see you over there. And again, just go to your podcast app right now, hit search for 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray and subscribe right now. Otherwise, you'll probably forget. We'll see you over there. Hello, lovely listeners. Kyle's traveling this week, so we recorded remotely. I just wanted to let you know that we're not in our normal studio situation, so if you notice some sound quality that's a little bit different than normal, that's why. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. I'm Kim, and I've been watching this trashy trash show since the beginning. And I'm Kyle. And Kim, you know, I've always wanted to ask you, why do you always go first? Is this some type of new trend? You're going to be feminist or some shit? Do you want the fucking podium, Kim? You know, what I loved most about this episode was Mother Debbie describing her thoughts on Brazil. Quote, humid, (laughs) has Panda Express, unquote. Yeah, yeah. She should stick to clean and cook and also work. Also, I'm not sure if it's possible to loathe Libby more or Andre more after this episode, because both (laughs) of them are terrible. I was so focused on hating Libby when I first watched it that when I rewatched it this morning and saw Andre or I heard him say in America, you listen once here, you listen twice. I was like, (laughs) how did I miss that? How did I miss it the first time? Because I was so focused on Libby's eye roll. I missed it. Your, your value as a human being depends on what country you're in. Totally. I yeah. like that Libby also thinks that he's now American just because he's lived in America for a year and he, he can unlearn, you know, 24 years of Moldovan cultural conditioning. <laughs> well, he's American because he doesn't have to work right now, Kim. You know, that's true. A woman does all work. Woman yeah. cook, clean and take care of babies and then go to work. <laughs> oh, it sounds like you listened twice. It does. It does sound like he listens twice. Let's hope so. You, you. Oh listen my! Twice. What? <laughs> <laughs> what were your overall thoughts on the episode? I thought the Libby and Andre parts were hilarious and infuriating. Um, I thought it was really funny when that woman was showing Paul and Karini that completely destroyed trailer that looked like it got hit by a tornado. And she turns to them and she's like, so this would be comfortable, right? (laughs) She mentioned there was no plumbing. She's like, there's no plumbing, but it's good. She she had no idea what the status of pretty much anything was quality real estate salesmanship right there. Um, It was crazy. 
Debbie is so irritating to me, and I just, I just can't with Oswalu. He is such a fucking man baby. It's awful. It's not is- even. In, it's like barely enjoyable to watch at all. I know because there's no funny parts about it. It's just depressing. And this is the thing too. I have a lot to say about Kalani and Asuelo and we'll start with them. But I, I have a feeling that they have a lot of this footage because it was filmed so long ago. And, you know, we see Kalani and Asuelo releasing TikToks. So either they're saved archived material or they're still together. Who knows? But I just have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of episodes in this season of happily ever after for better or for worse. And they're, yeah. They're all going to be this bad. I feel like, right. There has to be. I, yeah, I think so. So, I mean, I don't know. I liked this episode, but I liked it. I felt like there was a lot less comic relief than the previous episodes. Like there was only, you, you can always tell by the name of the episode, this one was like something about a roulette wheel, which was Eric's um, line. And you know, when sure. like the best one liner is from Eric, that it's like not great. I know. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's talk Kalani and Asuelu. There's a lot to dig into here. Really. This is Kalani and her parents and Kalini because Asuelu wasn't really in this episode that much, but. Okay. He was hiding in his room in the dark with no shirt on playing video games. At full volume. It's just such a great, yeah, it's just such a great visual altogether, right? It was. And wasn't the baby in there with him, supposedly? I don't know. Allegedly. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. I don't think so. Because that's what Kalani told her dad. He's like, well, Asuelo's in the bedroom with the baby. I was like, is he? Anyway, it doesn't matter. This is what I think happened. I think that Asuelu left on that bus and Kalani was so pissed off and she kept calling him and he finally was like, fine, just come pick me up. I'm at this place and just gave her a fake address. I don't think that Asuelu, because they made it seem like Asuelu called Kalani and said, okay, come pick me up. I'm at the Burger King on 47th. And then she went there and she's like, you're not here. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm at the Panera on 62nd Street. And she went there. I feel like she was calling him, calling him. And he just like was throwing out random locations because then she says, oh, and then I finally picked him up at the hotel. Like he had clearly gotten a hotel and was intending to stay there. I don't really know what the explanation is, but none of it makes Aswailu look like anything except a total piece of shit. That's (laughs) such a strange what's like your wife is calling you asking to come pick you up for your son's birthday party. Oh, I'm at the fucking Wawa on 30. What you just get, you give you what if I I just, if my wife, if I gave my wife a fake address for where I was, that's like instantaneous divorce, right? That makes that's the strangest thing I've ever heard on this show. It's so fucked up. And like this is the other thing that kind of makes me mad. Well, there's a lot of things that make me mad here. And there is like every single person is at fault. Kalani is like almost enabling this behavior by like going to pick him up. Dude, make him take an Uber. Get him to figure it out. Like don't go pick him up. If he thinks that you're just going to go get him every time he gets in trouble, I don't know. It just seems like he needs a little bit of tough love. 
Also, Kalani kind of leans on her dad to be like this scary figure that like gets her husband in line. It's like, stand up for yourself, like get your marriage in order. And if you think it's really like not okay, then you need to separate. And like, why do you need your dad to sort out your marriage for you? She wants to have it both ways. She doesn't want her dad to physically threaten a Swiley with violence, I think. But I think that the implication of violence suits her purposes. Do you know what I mean? I didn't like the whole like, well, I'm just going to kick his ass. Like, well, that's not going to really fix anything, is it? Like, Asuelo is still going to be a dick. Yeah. What is that going to prove? Like, if anything, that's just going to reinforce Oswalu's, uh, you know, yeah, it, it doesn't fix anything in their marriage at all. If, if anything, it'll drive him further away. And if the allegations of domestic violence that we heard about last season that have not really been brought up at all since, if, if those were true, then that just reinforces in his mind that that's the way that you can solve problems. Um, I do think, though, that when Kalani's dad says, I'm going to whoop his ass, I don't know. I mean, we don't know him. We know barely anything about him. He's been on camera for all of three minutes in these two seasons. But I do get the feeling that he's not... He's not being facetious, but he's not he's not literally saying I am going to beat the crap out of my 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 daughter's husband. Yeah. I think it's more of a verbal. This is this is serious now. And there's prob there's like uh, a verbal ass whooping. Whereas up until now, he's been stern, <clears throat> but he hasn't. He's I don't feel like he's unleashed on Oswalu at all, at least on camera as as much as Oswalu deserves. So no, he was I, very I wonder, calm when he was talking yeah. to him this week. Like very, like very calm. I thought. Well, he 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 wanted to honor Kalani's wishes about the party, and like, yeah, you don't want to make a scene at a kid's birthday party, especially when there's non-family members there, right? But mm-hmm. all that's to say, there's no. If he really did mean like punching a Swilu. That doesn't help. That's not good behavior. That, that's terrible. And also, it just it, he he continually talks about how he didn't approve of Kalani marrying someone from Samoa because, in his mind, the there's a there's an attitude about how you treat other people and women in particular that he didn't approve of. And he's just kind of if he really did hit us, Wailu, then he's just kind of perpetuating the the thing that he says he doesn't like right totally and i mean i was just thinking back to like last episode too when kalani and kalani's mother and oswelu and the kids are in the car and you know he's he's saying he's calling kalani a lying bitch and he's saying all these things to kalani and mother kalani is like say that stuff in front of my husband i'm like well why should the father be the threat like deal with this these marital issues yourself i I don't know it just kind of annoyed me this this episode even though clearly like asuelu is is behaving very badly uh, clearly i don't think that there's i mean asuelu says straight up woman should listen to me she's my wife i can say whatever i want i don't in kalani's defense i don't think that there's anything that she could say to him 
that would change him or break through to him. Her choices are uh, at this point, sadly, I feel like her choices are stay with him and deal. And Aswilu is not going to change. Maybe you're rolling the dice and one out of 20 times he might grow up a little bit in 10 years. But I think her choices really are uh, deal with this person that you chose to marry or leave him. And you're going to have to take care of the kids by yourself. That's it. I don't think that Kalani saying, no, you're going to respect me and you don't talk to me like that. He's just going to blow her off. He's too he's too stuck in his stupid Andre ways. <laughs> what do you think? So I got a lot of messages this week from people saying that they thought that the reason that Asuelu is being an asshole is because Kalani and her family have just been nitpicking at him for the last year and a half or however long he's been in America. And he's just so fed up that that's why he's lashing out. What do you think about that theory? I don't really care. I don't think, you know, any amount of, first of all, what does nitpicking even mean? Does nitpicking mean helping out around the house when you don't have a job for most of the time? Is that considered a nitpick? Uh, you know, I don't Good know. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Like yeah. changing a diaper for one of your two sons. Is that a nitpick? Just, you know, is it basically in his Wilo's mind is literally every question requesting that he do something except play Call of Duty, a nitpick. But um, moving beyond that, I just don't see any excuse for calling, calling your wife a lying bitch in the car, much less with your mother-in-law. Um, when we've seen nothing from Kalani that is, even in that ballpark, except pleading with him for help with the kids. Right. So I just don't that. Yeah. That I don't care what she does. Like nitpicking, I think to Swailu is literally standing up. Yeah, I know. I think I have the same. I'm like, what could don't put this on Kalani. It's not Kalani's fault that he is not helping with the kids and locking himself in his room and leaving and getting on a bus. Like, there are, yeah, it, and I don't like this train of thought at all. I think that there are um, de definitely situations where packing up your shit and leaving and getting on a random bus to nowhere. I'm sure there are situations where that's the 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 correct thing to do. I'm thinking off totally the top agree. of my head. If yeah. there's if there's like serious domestic violence, right? or yep. verbal abuse that's just happening constantly. And unless Matt Sharp is really spinning a tail here and he's editing out an insane amount of stuff, then we, we have no evidence that that's happening. Right. Do you have anything else to say about Kalani Aswelu and family Kalani team divorce? Let's move on. Couldn't agree more. Let's talk about Colt mother Debbie. I mean, Colt and Jess, why the um, fuck are they playing Frank Sinatra during Colt's intro? It just it it made me very, very upset for some reason. It just yeah, very off putting. It made me very upset for some reason. I I could see the Vegas connection. It yeah. it is it is the Vegas connection is the only thing I think of. Colt is not some fucking like 
playboy suiting up and ordering an old fashioned <laughs> at the bar, shaken, not stirred, like playing po it's, it's just he's this it's not the vibe that I'm getting. Yeah, Colts yeah, they they try everything that they can to make him be cooler, but it's it's not happening. Nothing works. Nothing will ever work. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Also, what why do they ask Debbie what she thinks of Brazil before they even leave the freaking airport? It it doesn't make any sense. Like you're what do you mean? What does she think about Brazil? She hasn't left the airport. All she knows is that it's humid and she sees Panda Express and she wants to apparently know what a Brazilian Walmart looks like, which do they have hot water? Do you know anything about Brazil? Like there are so many things. Well, first of all, there have been zero Googling. The only thing that she knows about Brazil is what Tonanchins looks like because she watched before the 90 days. That's it. I know it's um, she, she probably doesn't know freaking anything. It's really annoying. Um, what, what else? She calls Jess a very pretty little girl. Voluptuous. You might Voluptu- say voluptuous. You might say, <laughs> I was like, oh, why did that? <laughs> I did so not like that. That's so strange. Um, but, you know, I, yeah, they they need a little time alone for sex. Sorry, Debbie. And, you know, far worse, far worse than the idea of Colt and Jess having sex is uh, Colt in a Brazilian swimsuit. <laughs> I... So I did kind of feel for Mother Debbie. Like Jess was really kind of trolling her. Like when they show up at the airport. Good. And Jess she came up. on the bang trip. That's true. Mother Debbie did invite herself on this trip, but really Matt Sharp invited her, right? So Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. I mean, but just they show up and Jess is like, I just need some alone time with Colt for sex. Sorry, Debbie. Like, would you ever say that in front of your in-laws? It's so off-putting. I did not. I cringed so hard. It was funny, but it was cringy. I don't think I would say that in front of my in-laws, even if I hated them with a passion. <laughs> right? It's just yeah. so passive-aggressive and strange. Um, I think she's really upset that Debbie is there in her in the middle of her bang trip she wants the sex she wants to start moving toward having two kids named dominic and katrina (laughs) what was the naming kids thing that was so crazy i was like who names their kids on the second date i was kind of with debbie on that one no that's that's (laughs) revolting that's that's strange i'm not okay with that Although Debbie's reaction was like something along the lines of, gosh, she just wants to be happily ever after with Colt. I'm like, why right. is that a bad thing? Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She she might as well be for, trying to force him to settle down and have kids. She wants to have a green card and become a citizen to live happily ever after. And in my head, I'm thinking, well, wouldn't wouldn't that be great? Like, you, you don't want... <laughs> Like your your son is dating someone that's not a citizen. So 
isn't the best what's the best case scenario here he gets married they have kids and they live happily ever after why does that sound so revolting to her (laughs) i don't know i mean she's just mother debbie is just miserable and she has a great apparently i got so many messages about this freaking shirt she was wearing apparently was a shirt that walmart had on sale in the men's section like last year (laughs) it's like kitty smalls or something like that and it's it's pretty it's a pretty funny shirt um she doesn't she doesn't get the reference though for sure no absolutely she doesn't she just saw a cat and was like oh it's cute but she debbie packing gave me so much anxiety she talks about wanting to see the walmart which is seriously that have you googled brazil do you know anything about how awesome brazil is I feel like that had to be a joke, right? I hope so, but I probably don't think so. I don't know. I, I feel She's, like that had to be a tongue-in-cheek. I'm an ignorant American. I want to see what their Walmart looks That had to be a joke. I don't think Panda Express and Do They Have Hot Water was a joke, but I want to I, I really want to i have to give her the benefit of the doubt there i'm gonna be so sad (laughs) she also says these are other great mother debbie quotes what would happen if i got lost i don't know if my phone will work over there google it and then i'm starting to think my mother isn't going to brazil with an open mind colt Hmm. thank you colt Hmm. really great (laughs) you you just can't okay we we need to reenact this this conversation with how t- how tired Debbie is. <laughs> what All right, happened? You, you you play Colt, you play Colt and I'll I'll be Mother Debbie. Are you ready? <clears throat> oh, Jess. You just can't you just can't imagine how tired I am. You can't imagine. Yum, 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 just, yum, just let yum. me, just let me fucking lay down. <laughs> are we in the hotel yet? Or are we still in the car? Yeah, we're in the hotel. Just let me fucking lay down. Okay, you can go lay I'm down. Done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Although Jess does not help. She I need to not fucking lay down. This illness. I'm almost 70 years old. I'm 70 fucking years old. (laughs) Jess tries to tell Debbie, you can sleep when you're in Vegas. I'm like, Jess, let the woman lay down. Do you really want to go anywhere with this, with her in this state? That was really (laughs) strange. I almost felt like Jess was trying to say, why are you tired? You just sit around and sleep all day because you're you're retired in Vegas. I think that's what that's she was what getting she at. She said she was like, <laughs> "You don't even can't. work in Vegas. Don't you just lay that. around." Like, and then don't she's like, "I don't that. think she likes me." I'm like, "Well, I wonder why." So it funny. was it was not good. I also loved how they were looking at like the nice beaches in the car. Mother Debbie is not even looking at that side of the window. Like, aren't you interested to look? Brazil is famous for its beaches and she has zero interest in any She's of too this freaked out by the tongue hockey happening in the car in front of her that's a good point i guess that's fair yeah. by, by what the do way you think- hashtag kyle always writes sometimes 
I told y'all that she would tell Larissa to fuck off, but then would take everything she said and watch <laughs> out, watch out for it, especially Mother Debbie. She's a wolfie. Look, you basically are a producer on this show, Kyle. You should just go work for Matt Sharp. I mean, yeah, I can set up these storylines. Just I can pull yeah. these storylines out of my ass at any point at this <laughs> from going forward. I do you think Debbie is legit ill, or do you think she's you just guys, tired and grumpy? Dear TLC, I am an American, and I think that you should have me on the Pillow Talk program. <laughs> Um, what? Okay. Can we talk about the hotel for a minute? They, I'm surprised, first of all, that, that, that Jess is staying with them in the hotel. Like her family lives in this town. Allegedly, it seems like a decent hotel. I guess Colt booked it, but why, like, why did Colt only book one room? Even if it was a suite, that's strange. Book two rooms. The worst part about it is that I think that if Mother Debbie needed to go to the bathroom, she would need to open the door to that side room and go across the hall right by their bed into the bathroom. That's It's not a suite in the way that like it, there's en suites with the bathrooms and whatnot. It's just right. two. It's a two bedroom hotel room. It's like a family hotel room. Right. Yeah. With yeah, one yeah, bath, which... That that little side room is where you stick your little shitty kids. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. it just but Debbie is also an adult. Like Debbie, go down to hotel reception, give them a freaking your ATM card or whatever, and get your own freaking room. You don't have to sit there and suffer. You're an adult woman. Just go downstairs. She needs to room. sleep. She needs to sleep for 10 minutes, Kim, or she's going to go to the hospital. <laughs> she literally acts like she's going to die. I know. <laughs> it's so funny. There's and nothing wrong with her, right? She's screaming. Oh, well, I, I hope not. <laughs> but <laughs> Then um, you're going to feel really bad. Yeah. She's fine in the ITMs, which we know are filmed like three months later. There are a lot of people on this show that know absolutely nothing about fertility, specifically their own fertility, which begs the question, how much do you know about your fertility? Are you toting eggs? Do you even know what that means? I don't think any of us do. As a woman of childbearing age, I can tell you that fertility testing at the doctor's office is expensive and complicated. I've done it. It was a hassle. That's why Modern Fertility was created. It's the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. I did it, guys, and I swear even Corey could do it. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Traditional testing at the doctor's office can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility costs only $159 to get the same information. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash cray cray right now, you can get $20 off your test, making it only $139. If you have an HSA or an FSA, you can use those dollars on Modern Fertility, which means you'd pay absolutely nothing out of pocket. 
you'll get insight into how many eggs you have, hormone levels, and any reproductive red flags. The results go in-depth into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. And the fertility nurses at Modern Fertility are a delight to talk to. If you want kids today, or maybe just one day, you'll need information to make the right decision that's best for you. What I'm saying, ladies, is that Angela should have just ordered a modern fertility test to figure out if she really only has one egg. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash cray cray. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test today when you go to modernfertility.com slash cray cray. That's modernfertility.com slash cray cray. I'll also have a link in the show notes. You want to talk, um, my boy? <laughs> Who is that? My boy. Sinjin. Boy. It's like, is this Australian? Who are we talking about? One too about? many Forsters. <laughs> um, yeah, let's let's talk Tanya and Sinjin. Wow. I mean, what what <sighs> Where do we start here? This is complicated. I don't think that there is a solution. I feel like instead of happily ever after, this should be happily decoupling. I mean, it. the bills are piling up, but let's go to a fancy dinner. And then we learn that Sinjin doesn't even want to live in America. When did this happen? Uh, yeah. I. This was a really odd conversation. Although... <laughs> I thought it was really funny. They clearly edited it to make it look like he chugged his wine. And they also, every single time they showed Sinchin, he was taking a drink. So they, they made it very deliberate <laughs> to just it, ensure that you knew he was drinking the entire time. They're, they're trying to sell us a story here. I don't, I don't necessarily believe that Sinchin is this raging drunk. We've only seen him act really strange at the end of the last episode they were in where he was screaming about arthritis at 50. It's, that was really kind of weird. But other than that, <clears throat> we basically just have to take Tanya's and Matt Sharp's word that he's this horrible alcoholic. And they just, they've really played this up with um, ordering drinks and, at dinner, <clears throat> whiskey in the morning, they they go out of their way. If, I, if you cataloged every weird thing that I'd ever done with booze and condensed it into <laughs> 30 seconds of TV, you know, I'm drinking a gigantic beer right now. Literally every podcast, I am drinking rum and or whiskey and beer. You could tell whatever story you want to tell about me too. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not saying that Sinjin is some stand up human being. He's clearly um, not really honest with Tanya about his feelings on a lot of things, but I just, I think that this is a little tired already. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree that they're kind of playing up. I, I do think that he is drinking too much though, I, especially for somebody who's not working. It does not look good, but we don't know on a day-to-day basis. We've seen two days with him so far this season and he's been drunk both days. 
I loved seeing him. He got progressively drunker as the dinner went on and made less and less sense as the dinner went on. And I thought it was really <laughs> funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I lost track. I lost track of what they were even fighting about at one point. I, like they were kind of, <laughs> Tanya was mad about the way he said something, but I, I, I don't the, know. I mean, this is kind of the, the, the short of it is that it was during this dinner that Sinjin dropped the bomb that he doesn't want to live in America. And he says, I don't want to make my life in America. I just want enough money to buy a property and chill there. And we can sit around. He implies that this property is not in America. I assume it's in South Africa. This is just like a massive gap between what they want in life. Like Tanya, look, we can sit here and joke and make fun of Tanya. I, we we have oh, oh yeah, forgotten most of her last season. <laughs> Conveniently, we don't. We can't the remember everything from last season. The herb Squad. That's all you have to remember. Yeah. <laughs> but. Tanya does have some hopes and dreams, at least that she's conveyed to us, the viewer. Like she wants kids. She has some ambition about things. (laughs) It seems like she wants to be a witch doctor or I don't know whatever her like career aspirations are, but she seems to want to do something. We know that she has been politically active in the past. Um, I don't know if still currently, but Sinjin, Sinjin, doesn't have any hopes and dreams. Dude said he just wants to buy some property and chill there. I mean, I think he wants to be retired already. <laughs> he never started working. He worked like six months in the mines. That's it. Hey, hey, I, didn't he work like seven years in the mine? I don't know. No, oh, did he, he? He worked in the, I worked in the fucking mine, my boy. If he worked in the mines for seven years, I'll give him retirement. But I feel like he worked in the mines for not that long. And then he bartended for a year per his interview yeah. with the Irish pub. <laughs> well, he has, he just, he, it just sounds like he wants to give up after what? Two weeks trying to look for a job. Now I get going for, I, I've done interviews for jobs that <clears throat> I don't think that he came home feeling like he nailed that interview or anything, but I've gone to jobs where I felt like I nailed the interview and then I didn't get it. And it, it is a bummer. It f- makes you feel like shit, but like take, take a day and then you have to get back on the horse. There's a million other people trying to get bartending jobs, especially like right now. You know what I mean? So totally. <clears throat> I know it just seems like he gave up after 30 seconds and is already talking about just buying a shack in the woods and just sitting around on his porch. It's like, that's kind of what you're doing right now is like, around. I know he's helping Tanya get around because she's incapacitated, but, um, and people keep, you know, even in the Patreon group, people are like, why doesn't Tanya work? What's your stance on that? Should Tanya be working? My eyes keep coming back. Okay. We can have a discussion about if Tanya should be working but we cannot negate the discussion that Sinjin absolutely can be working also. They should both be working, just to be clear. You know, it's probably harder for Sinjin to get a job than Tanya, even with her foot. Why um, do you think that? He has the charming uh, accent. You... <laughs> yeah. Do you don't think if, that if you, you take, don't think that if you take is bartending, in his favor? If you take bartending out of the equation, I just feel like Tanya's educated 
she has more opportunities than she's willing to entertain because like everyone on this show, they feel like they're entitled to do the thing that they want at all times. And if they can't get it, then they just seem to shut down and hope that they get another Matt Sharp check. Yeah, that's true. I, I, there have been some really good comments in the Patreon group of, you know, what Tanya could be doing a lot of things that don't involve her being on her feet. Obviously she can't bartend right now, but where's her herb website? Can't, uh, she could right. work in a call center. She could do an office job. Uh, there are so many people talking about like the various accidents that they and relatives had had and that they continued to work through them. So there's a lot yeah, of hate absolutely. for she, she can't bartend yeah. with a leg like that though. I'm sorry. She can't. No. Yeah, no, I agree. That shouldn't even be on the table, but you're, you're absolutely right about the herb website and you know, she should be thankful that she's getting a good edit. If she had set up her herb website, even if nobody bought anything because everyone hated her a month ago, now I feel like if she had turned that energy into in her good edit this season or at least neutral edit compared to Sinjin, she could be making some real money like bees lady but oh yeah Anna know. and Marcel are killing it with the beat with the honey business it seems like it I saw a mountain of packages that they were going to send they're selling it looked like two or three hundred um, yeah. products Boxes. per shipment I don't know if they're doing that every day maybe they just kind of pile them up and go once a week but even if it's once a week that they sold a lot of stuff and good for them. That's a legit business. Look, I don't think they're going to become millionaires from it, but they're making an honest living doing that and good for them. Right. I It just worries me when I hear him say things like, I don't want to be tied down. I want freedom. I don't want to make any plans. It's like Sinjin doesn't want to be married at all. He doesn't want to be married. Yeah. He does not want to be married. There's nothing in this conversation. He doesn't even seem that in love with Tanya anymore. He seems just annoyed with her. I don't know. I, I don't see this ending well. <laughs> any, I think he any, still likes her boobs. <laughs> Anything else about Tanya and Sinjin? No. Let's move on. I want to talk about Livy and Andre. I want to make sure we have plenty of time. Uh, <laughs> this breakfast looks tasty. It also didn't look like it took that much time to prepare. I mean... There were some sweets that were probably purchased at a store. There was some toast, some smashed avocado, and maybe some cheeses. It wasn't like yeah, this, a quiche. Yeah, this looked like this looks like what we call Polish breakfast, which right. is a bunch. It's like many, many, many things, but they're all prepackaged, and it, they all kind of require very little preparation. Like at most, you're maybe slicing some some bread and you know, you crack some fucking pepper over something like that's it. Um, and I understand that it isn't a big effort, but yeah, like it it can be a a decent amount of effort. Of course, if you do it every day, like, yeah, it adds up and then you have to do a bunch of dishes. It, It is a whole production, but it isn't like she made a 17 course breakfast every day. Right. Yeah. That's what Libby. So what do you think this we're going to hop right into the breakfast conversation because I'm so confused about it. Libby just, instead of being thankful that they have this delicious breakfast to eat and whatever, I don't know if she was angry that 
she was forced to help with preparing the breakfast. But Libby asks Andre right off the bat, does your mom do this every day? Isn't she tired? And I thought it was just a strange question. I I feel like it had to do with her helping. And then she's irritated because her, his mom is like barking orders at not barking, but she's asking her to do stuff and she doesn't speak Romanian. And so she's sitting there slicing it and it feels like she's getting judged. And then she, she asks Andre to like help translate. And Andre's response is just, just talk to her. So she doesn't speak <laughs> English, fucking idiot. So I think, listen, like, I think it was out of context, a weird question, but I do think she was just in general annoyed at Andre and was probably trying to just start some shit with him, right? There were some things that Libby said here that I hated, and there were also some things that Andre said that I also hated. Like when she says, first off, she should have just been recognizing that the breakfast is fancier than normal because they have guests, obviously. Right. They're good hosts. Yes. They're kind of that's so it. going to have more sweets. And even the mom said, she's like, yeah, this is like way fancier than I would do on a normal day, but that's because I have free and it's, company. And it's the first day. Like how right. can you read into this entire like chauvinist? Like she's basically judged the entire culture of Moldova as chauvinistic based on, on day one, mom made breakfast. Maybe dad will make breakfast on day two. We know that he won't. And we do. And it seems like Moldova is a very chauvinistic culture in general. We've seen that demonstrated. However, it's just, it looks like she's looking to pick a fight immediately. That's what, so that's what I have in my notes is that it seemed like Libby was looking to pick a fight. And that's why I didn't like. Now, what did you think about this whole like energized conversation? <laughs> because Andre says, yeah, you know, she doesn't get tired. We're just more energized in general because we make breakfast, women take care of the kids, and then they also work. Do you think he was meaning for that to be like a poke at Libby? Or do you think he was just talking and explaining how things are? No, this is how we do in Moldova. This is how do is in Moldova. <laughs> no, I think he was trying to fuck with her for sure. I think the implication is that she doesn't she's doesn't do enough woman things around house. And then he kind of reiterates that later at the bar with his friends when he says, Moldovan woman cook and clean, take care of baby and work. Clearly taking a shot at Libby because she she's you know constantly reminding him that she's the one with the job and so he fires back well in Moldova you'd have a job and you do all the woman shit that I <laughs> tell you to do all the time can we so be clear though to shut up and stop complaining <laughs> Libby is barely the breadwinner like I get that she is technically father the Chuck is the breadwinner. She Let's be works for her dad, who is probably yeah. a criminal. So, like, I mean, it's it's not definitely like a criminal working eighty hours a week for the man here, like working on her legal career, not taking a shot at her. I'm just saying that it's she's father Chuck is the breadwinner. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't like when Libby said, "I guess you guys are just fancier here." 
Like, why are you do, now you're making his parents uncomfortable and they just wanted to make you a nice breakfast because it's your first morning in Moldova. They want to see their grandchild. And now you're fighting with Andre at the table. That's yeah, just <laughs> hospitality. Every time that we see her parents and dinners and breakfasts and stuff, they're always either out to eat or they have catered something to their house. It's very fancy. They spend a lot of money but it seems like all the parties they've had, including their baby shower and, you know, Chuck's birthday, they just get catering. And so I wonder if just the idea of cooking a big breakfast is just a very foreign concept to her in general. And she just sees it as, whoa, they're going the extra mile. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was, it was I didn't. I wasn't as annoyed at, at Libby as you are in this conversation, just because... <laughs> Like Andre is being so irritating to me because he's just strutting around like he owns Moldova. And the reason, the reason isn't that he has come back to the U S as this successful, you know, now I'm American. I have a beautiful wife. I have a daughter. That's not the reason that he's strutting around. He's literally strutting around because not only did he, he, he he feels like he got one over on on I don't know Chuck the United States government his <laughs> wife it just it seems like he is so proud that he's back and he's doing relatively well in America and he hasn't had to lift a finger and it's it's just like he's really proud of the fact that he's not working and his wife is and I don't, and I, the thing is, I don't think that he really believes that. I think no, that it's a defense mechanism. To, I think yeah, it's a defense I think that mechanism. he's trying. I think he's trying to continually fuck with Libby. Like he's I think to he's mess embarrassed. I think he's out with his friends, and they're like, "Oh, tell us about your awesome job that you got in America." And he's like, "I don't work. My wife works." So instead, the he woman turn, is working for me. Exactly. Why so should tries I to be get, work? He tries to get on the offense like, well, yeah, she's working for me. I don't even have to do anything. Why should I even work? I don't know. That, right. That's how I took it. They call yeah, him a I, housewife. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> the, the, yeah, I think that our listeners understand that, you know, we're not all about traditional gender roles, but it was funny to me that they took his... I, to me, it just seemed like he was trolling Libby, you know, woman that's working for me or, or trolling Chuck, but then they turn it around and try to make him, you know, feel bad about it. I thought that was kind of funny that they, they turned it around on him. Do you have, are you excited to watch Libby and Andre next week? <laughs> kind of. I'm totally entertained by them, even though they're annoying and, and, you know, I feel like this is, sometimes like just super fake i i just think i don't know i think andre is pretty funny even if he's being a total asshole i just i i find it very disingenuous lately his his assholery right um but i don't know it's it's entertaining to me i agree last up is pole and karini shit balls there's some shit on his balls karini clean up the shit balls <laughs> Five for five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How yeah. many times did we have to hear 
Buy for five. I just buy for five dollars. If you if you buy five, then you save five, and they're ninety cents. So that means it's free, right? It's five. It's buy. It's buy five, save five. You fucking bitch. It's buy five, save five. I told you why. Why are you putting one back? It's five, 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 five. The the stuff that Paul does specifically for the camera. I just could not make myself laugh at it this week. And I wanted to laugh at it because I wanted to enjoy something that came out of Paul's mouth. But I just found myself just like shaking my head. The The part about the tampons and the pads where he's describing the different kinds and chasing trying to embarrass tampons. It's like, come on. And then the whole thing where he did the whole finger in the whole gesture again with, um, we get it, Paul, come on. I just, I couldn't even laugh at it. It was so cringe. Also, what did you, it's, if you hovered over your wife changing a diaper like that, would she have kicked you in the balls? <laughs> oh, she would have elbowed me in the stomach immediately. Are you kidding me? It's or like a mansplaining diaper changing. I know. More likely, if I was hovering, she would have looked at me and said, oh, you want to do it. Here you go. And then just left. Yeah, that's what I would have done too. Totally. Right. <laughs> So yeah, the the tampon thing was so annoying because you knew all it was and you could tell by Karini's reaction that she she knows this is horseshit for the camera because he's just trying to embarrass her in the store and just make her feel awkward. The Listen, if it's buy 5 for 5 and then someone puts 4 in the cart, I'm going to be pissed off, right? But <laughs> Did he really need all five in that moment? Of course not. It's it, this is so stupid. But I mean, did, how many times did we hear the word five in that three minute segment? It might be a reality TV record. <laughs> it was so infuriating. I just I loved the opening ITM with Karini where she says, this isn't the America I was promised. I'm like, you just summed up the entire 90 day franchise. Like, <laughs> that's literally the slogan of 90 day fiance this is All the that whole said, of this show <laughs> it's 100 percent. but she has again. only been the thing is like i'm not gonna defend paul here of all people but <laughs> but she has only been there one day and well, he hasn't taken her anywhere why well the, he hasn't taken her anywhere because presumably they got off the plane and they were tired. He went to go get the car and then they went shopping and that's about it. I mean, I don't know. There's not a ton to do in Kentucky if you don't have any money. So I just, <clears throat> at the end, she seems to admit that Paul is trying and I just, I don't know what, Paul could do to make their experience better without any money. You know what I mean? I just, he, he didn't prepare anything ahead of time, but without any money and without any help from his mom, what else do you think that he could do? I'm not, I'm not defending him. I'm just, I'm asking you like, other than maybe look at some trailers on Zillow before they got there, how, how much more could he have prepared? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, it again, seems like, like <laughs> he has set the expectation that you're going to love America. And he's you're right in that everything he does, he's very desperately trying to show her that America's the best. 
Um, I love that she just, she flat out said, I am not impressed with the supermarket. Like, I don't give a shit that there's seven different kinds of onions. You want me to live in a trailer with no plumbing. (laughs) Like, it doesn't matter. I don't even know what these onions are for. I don't care. We don't have a kitchen. Why are you showing me all these fancy things that we can't even afford anyway? Yeah. And she says, like, in Manaus, we have big supermarkets like this. It's not something that I haven't seen before. I'm from Brazil, okay? It's a big modern country with lots of cool shit. He's he's just acting like she's never seen tap water before and she's never seen a grocery store before. And, you know, isn't it nice to have a car? And she just wants really a place to live that's safe for her baby. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. It's it's almost like he went back and rewatched some of the past seasons where there have been once in a while you do get a foreign spouse that is completely blown away by the supermarket. I'm thinking of Ika from season five. Yeah, was like very, very impressed. And I wonder if he just had this expectation like, ooh, well, if she hates everything, I can really get her with the supermarket. <laughs> and he's just like, well, I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's an onion. It's a fucking onion. And by the way, it costs seven times as much here as it does in Brazil for the same thing. So whatever, Paul. What did you think about the RV that they toured? Because we obviously the trailer was not not in a condition that one could live in. I feel like they did the house hunters bit where they show them the high and the low and then the next one they tour will be a realistic one and they just want to show you the price range like here's what you can get for 250 bucks and it doesn't have a roof walls or plumbing <laughs> you ignorant it's an moron open field. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah here's here's a tent and then on the high end oh you think you can get this this and this for $400 a month well you ignorant moron here's this super palace that has everything you want and it's $800,000 a month um <laughs> the next one is going to be i think more reasonable now i feel like we assumed that they lived in a trailer based on the previews where Karini is kind of running away but do we have any actual evidence that they live in a trailer? No, but I did hear or I read online somewhere that um, Chris of David Tovo, Chris and Nikki that paid for that, like financed David's life basically, and maybe still does that he owned. I don't know if it was a trailer that they toured or the trailer that they end up living in, but there are rumors that he is like their landlord. Interesting. Did, I did wonder if that? that's because... No, uh, but I wonder if if that is because it's just a connection through 90 day or if Chris actually has gotten to know Paul and wants to bankroll his life too because <laughs> reasons. Makes no sense. Yeah, um, I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know where they end. I don't know where they're living now. I haven't seen any social media evidence that they live in a trailer, but I mean, I can't really imagine what his options are. Um. And, and with the RV even, I'm surprised they could even afford that because he asked what the lot rent was. The lot rent is what you pay to park the trailer on that strip of land in the park. Yeah, don't you if, have to bring your own trailer? Well, he if he's renting the RV, 
he's going to be paying the lot rent and the rent for the RV. So I'm assuming it's got to be around a thousand dollars total. Can't you get an apartment for a thousand dollars in Kentucky? It just seems I like think? I don't know. <laughs> We're going to have to do some Zillow research this weekend. <laughs> Lou- Louisville residents, please let us know what real estate in Kentucky is like. I, I know obviously in you know, New York City, LA, like the major cities, $1,000 would be a pretty low budget. But I'm assuming if the lot rents 500, that the actual rent is 500, which is going to make that RV about a grand a month to live in, which just seems absurd. And Karini hates it. She's like, hell no, we am not living in this thing. Larry and Jenny no were quite husband, happy in their Paul, RV. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you no good husband. Um, what'd you think about dinner with mom? You knew that he was going to try to ask her again for money. The instant that he got there, I just, you know, it's, it's his tone was so weird for someone that is essentially begging for money. It was like, he was pre mad at her for even putting him in this situation. Like it was all her fault that Paul is poor and he can't get in the house and why don't you give me more money? Boo hoo. I just, he, he was very like, like a demanding and aggressive tone with her. And I'm glad that she called him out on using Pierre as a prop. And it's, it, I also found it funny. Maybe this was Matt Sharp trolling, but it was great when he was sitting there, you know, begging for money from his mom and he's eating like a giant crab leg the entire time. I thought oh that was great. Oh my gosh. People were. <laughs> People in the Facebook group were like, watching Paul and his mother eat was just beyond my tolerance. Revolting. For revolting. <laughs> revolting. Yeah. I love that Mother Paul pointed out, she said, I am only, I only came to this dinner because I thought Karini and the baby were coming. Like, what? Now that it's just you, <laughs> I'm not interested. <laughs> I have no interest in spending any time with my son. <laughs> and then she Straight posted poll poll posted on on either Facebook or Instagram this week. He's like, my mother, she just never does anything, but she tells me how much I suck and she doesn't love me and how I'm worthless. I'm like, well, none of this is she tells me to get a job and take care of my family. This is all true, Paul. I'm worst. sorry. <laughs> The worst telling me to get a job and take care of my family. Ugh. I know. I, I am surprised and delighted that Mother Pole is taking a tough love approach. So far, she hasn't buckled. She hasn't given in. She's standing strong and she's saying, no, Pole, you have to figure this shit out yourself or call Tobo's guy because I heard he banks roll people for no reason. So, <laughs> Karini, will you give me a foot massage by the pool? Wait, I missed this part. What? Oh, no, Chris. No, I was just saying. I was begging money for Chris in exchange for pool foot massages. Our our Brazilian foot. Yeah. Are Brazilian foot massages any good? Hmm. (laughs) Oh, man. I wouldn't I wouldn't say no to seeing Chris and Nikki again. That's some funny shit. Um, What else did we miss here? Do you think they're going to end up in a I think that they end up in a trailer. I would be shocked if they didn't, frankly. And there's that's if that's what they can afford, great. That's like a starting point. They need a place to live. And 
Paul needs to get his shit together and get a job and they can save up. I mean, the plan makes sense. It's just they have to execute on it. And I just I don't know. I we know that Paul finds them a place. We know that they stay in Kentucky for a little while. I don't really I haven't <clears throat> looked at Paul's Instagram still in there, forever. Yeah. yeah, we suspect that he's still that they're still there. But we know as of even a few months ago, they were still in Kentucky together. Don't know if they found a new place or not. He was waiting for that Matt Sharp check. Totally. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Hello, lovely listeners. Are you sad that this podcast is just about over? If you love our podcasts and you want to listen to Kyle and I talk about this trashy trash garbage show for even more hours every week, sign up for our Patreon. As a Patreon member, you'll get extended recap episodes every week, typically about two hours long, without ads, and you'll get bonus episodes every week as well. Right now, we're covering The Other Way Season 2, the current toe season, on our bonus episodes. It's only $5 a month, and you can add our Patreon podcast feed to the Apple Podcast app and many Android apps as well. Treat yourself and go to patreon.com slash realitycraycray to sign up today. That's patreon.com slash realitycraycray. Any last thoughts, Kyle, on the episode? No, I already told you. You need to double listen. <laughs> double listen, Kim. I told you I was done. I was done. Shut up. There's a lot of, even though it didn't seem like a lot happened this episode, there's still so much to talk about. How does this happen every time? Every time it happens. Yeah, I've I've definitely have less notes than usual, especially about Paul and Angela, Larissa, almost nothing happened. But man, the Kalania Swilu stuff is heavy. And there's there was a lot to talk about there for sure. It is. It's heavy, but though. Yeah, it's not or, or, funny. I kind of wish it was funny, but right. I'll just take any fodder that we can get in this COVID-19 world where we don't know where our next uh, our next shipment of new cast and film is coming from i'll take what we can get i just cannot laugh i cannot feel bad for mother debbie ever anymore so laughing at her i feel completely justified and laughing at her pain and then elizabeth and andre i just at this point it's it all seems so fake that I've sometimes I feel bad, but I, I laugh at Andre's ridiculous chauvinism because not, not that I think that he's some fucking like feminist guy or something in real life, <laughs> but I just feel like it's so over the top and absurd that it just, it makes me laugh and it gives me an excuse to do his, my ridiculous Andre accent. I'm with you. Yeah. I Libby and Andre are interesting to me. Andre, I'll say it again with no shame he looks good this season. And I don't know if it's, he's just so much happier <laughs> to be home in Moldova with his family and friends. Like he's on his own turf, but he just, I've never found him even like remotely attractive, but this season I'm like, Oh, okay. I kind of get, you know, why Libby's like super into puzzle sex with Andre. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> All right. And on that note, thank you for listening. Thank you, Modern Fertility. Go to modernfertility.com slash cray cray to get $20 off your at-home fertility test. You can follow us at 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray on Instagram. You can leave us a five-star review. We would be very grateful. And what else, Kyle? You can follow us at 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray and going.kyle on Instagram. And yeah, if you can't get enough, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash reality cray cray approaching 3,500 subscribers. We appreciate all of you guys. 
We do appreciate our Patreon people. And on that note, we will talk to you soon with another episode next week of Happily Ever After. Talk Talk to to you later.